Welcome to the So Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host, Crispin J. Watson. Hello, and welcome to the So Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the spiritual, mental, and physical luxuries in life. And today, we're still closing up on our domestic violence series, and I have Tiara Reynolds today. She's going to be our guest. She is the 34-year-old owner and creator of TR Designs and the TR and TR, the model of Grenada, Mississippi. Fashion is her passion. She started at a young age recreating clothing, but it wasn't until she got older that she started to create her own designs and custom pieces for children and adults. She has been modeling for over eight years. Over the years, Tiara has been involved in fashion shows throughout Mississippi, showcasing her designs and modeling skills. She was selected to model in Atlanta for celebrity stylist Sean Nelson in April of 2017. Tiara is a member of Washington Street Church of Christ in Church of Christ in Grenada. She believes without God, we can't do anything, and with Him, all things are possible. She is also the assistant manager at Wood Forest National Bank in Grenada. She has a 10 year old son that she loves dearly and teaches him her favorite motto, which is fly first, love yourself, and keep God in all aspects of your life. So, hey, Tiara, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm really good, and thank you so much for coming on our podcast. They help us um, just close up our domestic violence series. I'm so excited because you're so beautiful. You're a model, and I see you posting all these pictures on like Facebook, and I'm like, oh, I need some model, and like lose me some weight. <laughs> just like so but um, so like, tell us a little, a little bit about you outside of what I read. Just kind of let us know who Tierra is. Who who is the face? behind the girl that we see online well Tierra is um just a regular female um I'm a mom uh very hardworking, hard working uh, go-getter I love fashion that and I think when I say that it's such an understatement because you would definitely have to like see me but I am I'm a fashion head I love everything fashion and also designing in my home. I love to redo my home. Cause I even thought about going to school for interior design. I just I love anything dealing with designing stuff. So um, you're you're basically a creative. You just have an eye to yeah. make things, rearrange <laughs> things. I love it. So what inspired you to want to get into modeling? What inspired? Oh my god, I would be very cliche and say Tyra Banks. <laughs> because I don't know really with me being I'm five two so you when you think about Molly you think about skinny really tall and I hate to say this but white women you don't really see that many black women and you definitely don't see short women modeling but Tyra Banks broke the mold by showing the various sizes of models and height wise also because Eva was her first short model to even make it. So like that was very inspiring to me to model. And plus, like I said, it goes along with modeling and fashion. They go hand in hand. So. 
So like what what got you into starting TR designs, like creating your own clothes? Were you just like bored one day and had an old t-shirt and was like, oh, let me see what I could do with this? Like what what inspired that part? Because your stuff is so bomb and it's so cute. And I'm all for people that can just look at something and just create it, mix it up and change it from what it is. So what what really inspired TR designs? Well, actually. My um, I have a few aunties that make clothes. Also, my great grandmother, she used to make my grandmother grandmother's clothing. So my grandma, my great grandmother sews, my grandmother sews, and a few of my aunts we sew. We also so it like runs in the family to be <laughs> creative with the sewing. And also, my dad does construction. So mm-hmm. I said all that just tied in and was built inside of me to be a creator wow i love it i never <laughs> knew that <laughs> yep never knew yep, that it runs in the family it runs in the family see so be mindful and vigilant of what you're out here doing because your kids and grandkids might end up doing it definitely definitely <laughs> So we're just going to jump right into it. Our whole purpose of this podcast was to encourage and help a young woman that may be out there struggling with some form of abuse, domestic violence, mental abuse, physical, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, because that's so overlooked. So I know um, you've expressed how you've been a victim. Um, and I would kind of say you're a survivor now because I don't, are you, are you still, are you currently a victim or kind of walk okay. us through that situation? Well, I've been a victim, not currently a victim. It happened maybe two years ago. I would say two years ago. Um, so when I was dating, back and forth on and off and probably should have left the situation alone but kept going back because I felt like this person was the one for me like I didn't should have never left him alone I should we should always be together and what really made me go back each time was my child mm-hmm. my child had this bond he had bonded with this person so well and like when he left one one of the times when he left my son he took it harder than i did he oh, wouldn't wow. eat <laughs> he cried and i'm like what i've never <laughs> known a kid to feel like this i know the parents you know the adult they go through they be stressed out or whatever but a kid right not wanting to eat and crying about someone that is not even their biological father so like that's when I was like, well, you know what? Let me just suck it up. Let me see. We might need to work this out because right. my child is obsessed. And like obsessed. he loves you. Like he's emotionally right. attached to you as a parent figure in his life. Mhm. So that was one of the reasons I was like, oh no, we're gonna have to work this out because <laughs> I don't want my child to. I don't like to see my child like this. Right. So we got back together and I think that was like our second time getting back together. And previous we had a little altercation and he punched a hole in my door. So that should have been a sign right there for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Because if you're willing to do something to property, what what you gonna do for me? Exactly. As a person. So we worked that out. I think we broke up, got back together like three or four times. Uh, one of the times when he left, it was when my son was really upset about it. Another time we broke up, he um, left and he took stuff that he bought. And I thought that was just very, very childish. Petty. Oh my gosh, that happened <laughs> to me. So petty. I'm talking about sheets. Laundry to laundry detergent, stuff like that. That's small stuff. That is ridiculous. (laughs) But I took him back this time. When he came back, he came back with a ring. But he knew that that was something that I wanted. So let me give her what she wants because that's the only way she really gonna take me back this time. Because last time I really messed up. So be waiting. So what what mm-hmm. what's what's the time frame between like him leaving and him coming back with a ring? Uh I say six months. He was okay. gone maybe like six six months maybe or more. Mm-hmm. And he came back uh November. November it was either October or November. And we lasted all the way up until April. And it was on a Friday night. I had just got off work. It was just so crazy how the whole day played out because <laughs> I had asked him. He came to my job. You know, I asked him, did he do something for my grandma? And he's like, no. Nah, they don't have to do that themselves. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, would you go get Bradley? He's like, no, nah, you pick him up when you get off work. I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So this was stuff he was, like, normally doing, but he was just... Yes. So I said, okay, well, I'll just get him when I get off. That's fine. So when I got here, he had cooked, and I was like, that's that's fine. We sit down and ate. But we had a little altercation with someone that I worked with. So he felt like I was taking their side versus his. But I had explained to him... I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a team of management at this job. I cannot not talk to this person on the job. We, I had to be civil. Right. So even if it was just work related, like I still had to deal with them. Like I didn't have to invite her to my home anymore. I didn't have to hang out with her, but I had to still talk to her at that job. Engage with her for the job, right? So we got into it about that. And mind you, this person had been to my house. He called her his sister and everything. So for him to get as mad as he did, I was so shocked. But I told him, I was like, I wish that I posed the trait of telling people how I feel up front instead of holding things in because I had a big problem with it. Like, I didn't know how to express my feelings, how to tell people, well, this how you made me feel right in and there. I used to hold things in really really bad so I was just telling him like I have to change that and I was like I wish both of us would work on this so he was like well you taking her side I was like no I'm not I just wish I could have owned up to what happened with her instead of letting it escalate like it did and just told her how I felt and we probably wouldn't even been in this predicament right so he gets up from the table he goes lay down 
And next thing I know, he calls me to the back room. My son in the living room, because that's where we were. And we back there talking and talking. And next thing I know, he takes his feet, because I'm sitting on the side of the bed. He takes his feet and he kicks me clean across the room. Wow. Like he kicked your body or where? Yep, in the back. I was sitting on the side of the bed and he was laying on the bed. And he, he takes his feet off the bed. Kicks me. Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm across the room. He gets up, punches me. He's punching me like I'm a dude. Wow. Okay. And just set the scene for us. Like, tell tell us. Like, um, I know you say you're five two, but how much do you weigh if you don't mind, so we can kind of get a visual. Well, uh, it fluctuates. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say one thirty two for right now. Probably at one thirty two. And how? And I'm short and petite. He's tall, tall and big. Not like fat or anything, but tall and slender. Probably like a one eighty, one ninety. No, about a two, about two something. Okay, all right. So he kicks you off the bed, so he throws and he gets off the bed and comes to where you are and starts punching you like in your face. I I balled up. So he's punching me. Then next thing I know, he picks me up and throws me on the bed and just starts shaking me. Because it was like he blanked out. To me, Mm -hmm. it's like he was not the same person. That was not the person that I was just recently talking to. It was like he went to a whole nother person. So he's on the bed just shaking me, shaking me. Then it's like it clicked and he was like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Just like snapped out of it. Yes. And I said, oh, no, no, I can't, uh-uh, I can't do this. So I got up, ran in the living room where my child was. I had on no shoes, still had my work clothes on, and I left at the door. But I, and I took, rode around for a minute. By the time I got back, he was gone. Oh. And I didn't, hadn't seen him until that Sunday to get when I got my key back because I noticed that he had took all, we had a joint account. He had took all the money out, which it was his money. I couldn't mm-hmm. even be mad about it because he was putting the money up for the wedding. Mm-hmm. So, but he thought what he was going to do was come here while I was at work or something and get the stuff out the house. But I wasn't going to have it. You weren't going to, he wasn't going to yeah. clean me out this time. Right. <laughs> yep. So that Sunday, I, Cause I went over there that Saturday and they went open the door for me. I was trying to talk to him, but I guess it was too late in his eyes, but I needed time to cool off because I had never been in no situation like, like Right. Like you beat me. Like that's a lot to come back. I had to figure out like, Tier, hold on now. What's going to happen with this? Cause I'm going to be honest with you. Like I probably would have took him back had he opened the door that Saturday when I went over there. Mm-hmm. I probably would have still tried to work it out, but there was nobody but God showing me that every time you took him back, you shouldn't have took him back. Mm-hmm. You should have walked away a long time ago, but you wouldn't listen to me. You kept doing your own thing. Ooh. Yep. So I had to go through the hurt to get to get out of it 
Yes, you grow it through is. it. Yep. It's honestly a process. I beat myself up like Tierra. If you had a listen, because I mean, this last time when I did take him back, I questioned every day, like, is this really what you want to do? Oh, because you feel like you should be married to somebody. Yeah. Do you, are you really? Do you really want to do this? Is this really the person for you? I mean, I questioned how I felt about this person. And was I doing the right thing just because I wanted him to help me out with my son? And I didn't want to be by myself. And hey, we had so much invested in back going, being with each other back and forth, back and forth. So mm-hmm. that was like one of the reasons like I didn't mind going back because I didn't want to have to start over. Yeah, and that's normal. That happens to so many women because you know you're you're so used to this person and you just don't want to start back over being by yourself and adjusting things back to how they were before you even met the person. Totally understandable. But um okay, so you you noticed kind of like the warning signs with the anger, but this time you have finally had enough. So you said if he would have opened that door on that Saturday, you probably took him back. So when he didn't answer, what happened after that? Like kind of what, how how did you kind of oh. heal from that? Whew. It It wasn't as hard this time as it was previous times when he left. But it what was hard was when you have I was supposed to get married September two thousand and eighteen. And most of the people that were in my wedding had started buying their stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I had to explain to people that there's not gonna be a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I was the only one telling people. Like he didn't he put everything on me. I had to explain this to everybody. Everybody want to know what happened, what's going on. And I'm steady having to tell the story over and over and over again. So well, he so, wasn't like owning up to it. He, after that first initial apology, did he try to come back and apologize and, you know, keep. I have yet to talk to him. All I know was the day I got my key back, I had to threaten to get the police to his house for him to open the door. Wow. And when I got the key, he told me to get off his property. I've yet to say, yet to talk to him, yet to get an apology. But and then he went so far as to trying to bash me on social media. Uh, what else is new? Right. Like, we still haven't had any type of communication since then. Nothing. Nothing so, at all. So he, he deleted me, deleted my family. <laughs> he deleted me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's the cycle. That's how it goes. <laughs> right. That's how it goes. The lies start. They're in denial. It was your fault. But you you have to look past that type of toxic behavior. So um what is it kind of hard for you to trust people now after having gone through that relationship? Trust. Sometimes <laughs> I don't even know what that word is. 
Woo! Like trust. What's that? Trust. But you know what? That's one thing I was telling somebody that the other day. I don't care what I've been through. I still give people the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. that they're gonna do me any kind of way. Right. Because I can't. I don't want to bring my past into trying to build something new with somebody. But I just know, like, little stuff I see and people will be like, oh, no, no, no. Here we go again. Like, <laughs> so, here's one of those signs on these red flags. Right. And I, I'm not perfect by any means. But I know what I want. And I know, like, at this point, I can't deal with just anything. Because my son, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. he's seeing stuff he see a lot so he might mimic what he didn't saw go on up in my household i don't want that exactly so he's like aware of what happened and why y'all aren't together anymore oh yeah he told me <laughs> mama i'm tired oh. and if your child tell you they tired it's time baby it's time like Put your kid first. But there are instances, I was speaking with a DHR representative, and she said there are instances where women will choose the man over their kid. And I just don't get it, but everybody's, you know, mindset is different. Um, Has it affected your child? Like, um, while this is going on over the span from when it first started to happen from when you left, did this affect him in other ways as far as, like, his behavior or him being uncomfortable? Well, he he was a little – he started being a little bit meaner towards me. Mm. But – I couldn't be mad because, like I said, me keep taking the person back and letting him see that that wasn't healthy for him. Because mm-hmm. all that back and forth, in and out of both our lives like that, I I basically was the cause of it because I should have left, should have never took him back. So it was very unstable for my son. Mm-hmm. But so, I think it did affect him in uh, in some kind of way. Of course, because kids get attached to people, and and that's kind of one of the reasons. That's actually one of the main reasons why people that are victims of domestic abuse they end up returning to their partner because of children, because of a child being involved. And we also tend to have those bonds, those trauma bonds, because I um, interviewed a doctor for another podcast that's going to air after this one called The Psychological Effects of Domestic Violence. And she speaks on how we sometimes form trauma bonds with people that hurt us. We tend to keep going back because we're comfortable in that environment, although it may be unhealthy. So to a young woman that may, you know, look up to you or may be out there, suffering with the same situations what's what's something you would say to that young girl i would tell her to get out of it find somebody to communicate with that you can talk to that you can trust and because oh my god my cousin she has been a big help Mm -hmm. she She's a counselor, so she talks to me and gives me some great 
corner. She don't tell me. Because, you know, sometimes people can be like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Mm-hmm. And that, I, or I wouldn't deal with that and I wouldn't deal with this or that. But she just gives you, like, she give it to you wrong. It is what it is. <laughs> and I like that. I like for somebody to tell me, well, Pierre, if they ain't doing this, then you shouldn't, you shouldn't deal with it. And if they not of God, then you shouldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the truth. If they, if somebody can't love you like God loved, like God loves you, you don't need them. You don't. And I, I hate to see so many women settle or stay in those situations only just to say like, I got a ring. I'm, I'm a white. Like it ain't that deep y'all. Like (laughs) I promise it's not. And that was another thing I said, I'm a mother before I am anything. Exactly. My child comes before any guy. Mm hmm. And I commend you for that. I look up to you for that. And so many women need to hear that. Stop being afraid that people are going to talk about you or what people are going to say on social media because people are going to always talk. Correct. They've been doing it since the beginning of time, whether it's the truth or lie, they're going to always have something to say. So don't stick around and stay in an unhappy situation because of an image you're trying to keep up for social media. Because I could care less. I want to be here for my child. I want to be here to see him do great things. So I don't want nobody else's son to think that they're going to rule over me and take me away from my child. Ooh, that is so true. Some women actually lose their life. And the cycle continues. Do you think that he... He like he he knows what he did is wrong, but has he really like acknowledged it and tried to seek help for his behavior? Now I don't know. Honestly, I don't know because being from being with him, I honestly think he don't have. He feel like he don't have any issues, mm-hmm. any. Because I have brought it up. Like I asked him, could he do therapy? Because I was willing to do it with him. Mm-hmm. Cause there's some issues in my life that need that I want to seek some help for, just to have somebody to talk to and get hash it out and get the stuff out of me. Right. But he didn't want to do it. Didn't want to do it. Yeah. And men are afraid of of counseling. <laughs> they are. They scared to talk to a therapist. They seem to talk in general about their feelings. They keep everything mm-hmm. locked up inside, and that's part of the problem. They're not letting these these feelings and emotions and anger out because, right? Like I know he was wrong, but I wonder like what what really triggered him. Did he see his mom getting hit growing up, or did he see his dad abusing someone growing up, and to where he thinks that it's okay? So was he like under the influence when these instances would happen or would he be like completely sober? Well, that night he was sober. And the day he punched a hole in my door, he was sober. Mm, so just basically. When he get angry, when he gets, when he get that anger takes over, 
it's like he was snapping to a whole nother person. Like he was not, he was definitely not himself. Wow. Definitely not himself. So that's like a whole new side of him you had never seen before. Yep. Cause, oh, and that's one thing I can't take away from him. Great guy. Great guy. But when he's mad, that's not even the same person. Oh, my. Not even the same person. So how long before the first incident, how long did it take before the first incident, like him punching the hole in the in the door? Hmm. That might have been, I think it was cold outside. That might have been maybe around March because we started dating in November. Yeah. And maybe around March because it was all because of a doggone car (laughs) that a female had bought him. And I just, I I didn't didn't even know that the car was in her name. And you brought it. Well, she had been calling, and I was trying to figure out why is she calling. If the car is in her name, I get that. But you're a grown man. You don't need nobody to tell you when your car note got to be paid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the to same time every month. <laughs> right. What's the phone cost for? <laughs> so <laughs> he ended up giving her the car back. When he was pissed because he didn't want to give it back, he was like, I shouldn't be even saying anything about that. I shouldn't even care. I was like, I don't care, but I don't feel like she should be calling. Like, you know, that the car note do. I think that's very stupid. <laughs> like, I, that just don't seem right, logical to me. You grown, she grown. Shouldn't have to go through that. Shouldn't have to make that phone call. Right. I mean, like, Maybe. was it late? Like, was it behind or something? And she's like, I don't know. I ain't going to try to put <laughs> See, it made me think y'all been having these outside conversations. Because why is she calling? <laughs> so he said she was calling about the car note. Mm. And That's what they spoke to you, but it just didn't seem right. Because, <laughs> like, okay. But then he gave the car back, so... Mm. And then he got pissed at me about that. He was like, um, I ended up giving my car back. And now I don't have a car. I'm like, you good. Because <laughs> I got your back. You using my car, we straight till you get another car. But that was another thing that I did not like about him. Mm-hmm. He always wanted me to buy. If I go somewhere, what you get me? Like, I don't mind buying. I don't mind doing uh-huh. But when he went to the store, it was always, I don't know what to get you. You know, you got everything. You you know, you're a hard person to buy for. I'm like, what? Uh-huh. But I can go in the store and I got this. I'm going to bring you something back every time because that's just me. I think everybody, if you go somewhere, you bring them somebody back a happy. That's what I call it, a little happy. Right. I've been to the store, I've been out of town or something. I'm going to bring you back a little happy. <laughs> never it was always what you bought me and I was like I don't like that no. it made me feel like you're using me 
Exactly. You should be giving me the gifts, sir. Like, right. You're supposed so, to be the head of the household. <laughs> it was like, uh-uh. And that was another thing. He was living with me. Mm. <laughs> he came up in my face. <laughs> so everything, my house was already furnished. You didn't have to bring nothing but your body and, and your clothes. Right. <laughs> so you had it made. And I didn't pressure you on bill money either. Oh. Yeah. Because I was already doing doing my bills here. So he just was coming in. He was just an extra help. Exactly. And I had it before you got here. <laughs> I'm sure you still have it now that he's gone. Oh, yes. I ain't got no choice. <laughs> I don't have a choice. Yeah, but I, that's why I tell anybody, like, he's a good guy, but he can get really, really, really ruthless with his words and the way he, the way he treats people. So it was yes. also verbal abuse along with the Oh, yes, ma'am. You can say some stuff now. <laughs> wow, and would he say these things around your son? Well, we was all in the house together, so he was here. <laughs> oh yeah, like he was lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we were talking about that the other day, my cousin. She was like she dealt with him, but she didn't like how because one time he had with my son and that's, my cousin really that's like a subject you tiptoe <laughs> yeah like and they were upset about it because mm-hmm. it was like he took it too far wow and i was like well you could see in his eyes like it seemed like it was something from his past that popped out of him that day mm-hmm. and i was like i had to tell him that's enough I know you're trying to help me, but that's enough. Uh, we good. He's good. He gets it. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, it's, it's fine. He gets it. I don't need he's to like, well, I'm trying to help you. I said, I know. I know, because my son can be a little extra at times. <laughs> but I said that, I told him that that's enough. Yeah, it's just that's certain that. lines you don't cross. Mm-hmm. especially with that like yeah that's a whole different subject for a whole another day <laughs> like I'm going to a topic on the podcast like how do you feel about your partner like whooping your kid that's not biologically there right that's some good stuff there but um so like when you were going through all of these did your family know what was going on throughout the whole situation were you really like not talking to anyone about it while you were going through it well that's one thing about us we really really close (laughs) so my folks know everything (laughs) (laughs) and so like he probably was getting tired of that because like you tell them too much they know too much of your business but they're my folks i'm sorry that's all i got honestly Exactly. It ain't nothing but a bunch of women. My family is full of women, not that many men. So 
they gonna stick together. Oh yeah. So was his family aware of his behavior? Not really, because he didn't really talk to them. Mm. Oh, he didn't really talk to them. Wow. So, so that was mean- something like this shit that stuck out to me, because I'm like, yo, let's go do this with your folks. Ah, oh, no, I'm straight. <laughs> yeah, that we always the warning signs I've noticed when they try to, you know, isolate themselves from family or try to get you to isolate yourself from family. Mm-hmm. It's because they like that control. Was he like ever showing signs of like controlling or possessive or things like that? No, not really. Because I would tell anybody like he supported the mess out of me with my modeling and fashion. Mm. Like he went to every show. And I'm for real, that's why I was like crazy about him because I could never, anybody I ever dated, fashion was, they were like, oh, fashion show. Man, I ain't going to no fashion show. For gay guys, gay guys do stuff like that. Like, no, that's, not, that's for anybody. Right? It's got to be gay to deal with fashion. Me. Like, I don't care if it yes. wasn't in a room full of gay people. Like, if we're in a relationship, you're my man, and I'm up here performing or doing whatever, I expect you to be there supporting me. Right. Now, he did that to a T. I didn't, um, anytime I had a show, he knew about it. He was going to be there unless he had something to do. Mm. But that was another thing that kind of, like, I knew, like, this last time when we were together, like, things had changed. Because he, like, totally flaked me off on, like, a big show I had. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I ain't used to this. Right. Like, <laughs> things are changing. Wait. <laughs> I'm used to you showing up. Mm-mm. Wow. He, he had joined this motorcycle club, so mm. I wasn't priority anymore. Oh, so things have started to change. And- mm-hmm. Well, honestly, I'm really happy you got out of that situation because you're so beautiful and nobody deserves to be treated wrong or badly or hurt. And hopefully you'll influence another woman out here or a young girl that's dealing with something like that. Don't feel like you have to stay because of a ring or just for whatever, for these relationship goals that you posted. Just don't be embarrassed. know that it's going to be okay and you're not out here suffering alone and i do commend you for coming on the show because so many people they're not as brave and they don't really like to speak out and talk about it so i do appreciate you um how can our listeners get in contact with you um i'm on instagram it's just my name tiara l reynolds and i'm also on facebook tiara reynolds that's it and yeah just those my social media handles all right any last words to our ladies out there or our men that are victims right now um just Mm -hmm. to end our domestic violence series this was a great close of our series so any last words to someone out there that could be listening i would just say don't stay 
If it's not working, it's just not working. Pray about it, give it to God, and walk away. Just like you said, you who cares about being embarrassed? It's going to be plenty of things in your life that you're going to be embarrassed about, but you're going to get over it. I got through it. I'm still working through it. Daily, I look at that doggone wedding dress because I still had to purchase it, pick it up. It's, I have to look at it every day, and I just shake my head like, I almost, but it is what it is. Um, it's just what <laughs> If it's for me, it shall come. Oh, I love that. If it's for you, it shall come. 